Welcome to Ignite Your Business Radio Show. Light the match, throw some gasoline on, and buckle up because we're about to take your business to the next level. I am your host, Josh Wilhelm. Eric is writing in today from Lake Springs, Missouri, has a question for us. I have an accounting firm, and when I started my business about 10 years ago, I couldn't find two pennies in my couch to rub together, let alone pay for a fancy logo and branding package. I've never liked our logo, but at least we had something to start with, so it has definitely served its purpose. I'm thinking about getting our logo redone, but I'm wondering if it's too late and we're stuck with an unprofessional representation of our company. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, Eric, I can completely relate to that and that story about not being able to find two pennies to rub together in your couch. Uh, Honestly, I don't keep my money in my couch. Uh, It was just a cheesy joke. Uh, I know what you mean there. Uh, And I think most small business owners that are listening and listen to the show regularly would would definitely be able to connect with that. Uh, Especially when you're first starting off the business, you you just, you don't have a lot of funds. And so you kind of do your best and you prioritize and put it towards what you think is best and what you are needing right there in that moment. So I don't fault you for that whatsoever. Now to get to your question though, uh, first I kind of wanted to take a second and point out for those of you listening not familiar or even for yourself, Eric, uh, the difference between the uh, logo part and uh, some of these other pieces. But in the business world, the fancy terminology is rebranding is what you're talking about and what you're asking the question of. uh, Basically, hey, should I get my logo done? Uh, That is part of rebranding your image. And so that's kind of the, the fancier terminology that is used out there in the business world for your logo and other aspects of it that make up your overall brand, your overall image. So what what I want to kind of point out in that too is that there is a key difference though between your logo and branding. There is actually a difference. Uh, Kind of the simplest way I like to think about this and, and share with people that are not familiar with this, especially that are not graphic designers themselves and and deal with this all the time, is that Think of it as your logo is something that you can easily go down and get embroidered onto a shirt, right? It's something that uh, maybe is only one color, but overall, it's something that's an illustration or letters or words or something like that. But it's usually pretty simple when you boil it all down for what the logo actually is. The branding, however, is the logo plus all of the other elements that go along with it and now become the brand or the brand identity. So that would be things like colors that you're using outside of not just in your logo, but yes, they can be in your logo, but they can also be throughout, let's say on your website or your business cards or something else that you're using for marketing. Uh, But those are colors that you're tending to use all the time that represent, again, your brand. It complements your logo complements your business and and the image that you're trying to portray. Uh, It could also be other graphics, other photos, certainly on your website. Uh, Text and even content can technically fall into your overall branding image, if you will. Even though text isn't necessarily being looked at from a graphical standpoint, but it is something that represents your brand. And anything that represents your brand is part of your brand. So hence, 
Uh, that is the entire brand itself. And what you're describing, what you're asking about is actually having to do with rebranding. It's part of your overall image. So obviously if you change your logo, probably going to change your colors as well. Uh, you might not necessarily change, uh, you know, the mission statement and those kind of components that also make up part of your brand. But, uh, the visual aspects anyway, would definitely have an impact and more than just your logo. Uh, uh, there's something kind of interesting with what you asked and, and the way you phrased it, Eric, that I wanted to kind of also address. Uh, I didn't hear anything in your question that you shared that mentioned you having really any problem with the logo or your brand other than you just didn't like the look of it. It didn't sound like you were getting affected in a negative way through business. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily hurting your image from what I can tell from what you shared. But I... I wanted to point that out because if you're not really having issues with it and it's just something that you're not crazy about, I'm not a big fan on spending money on stuff, especially when it comes to your business. Uh, that probably isn't really needed and it might not even have that big of an impact or worse. Uh, you might think it looks great, but then others, potential clients for that matter are like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to deal with this accounting firm because of their choice of logo. It, it kind of turns me off. So I'd be careful not to rock the boat too much. Now, if if you are having some underlying issues or maybe it's you don't even realize that the logo itself that you personally don't like is also having a negative impact on your business and you're just not maybe aware of it. Uh, if that were the case, I would kind of make some recommendations on probably a couple of uh, key points that come to my mind. Um you know, one is like I kind of mentioned before, you're not attracting the right type of customer you're looking for. Uh, kind of to, to add a little asterisk to that and, and go off on a little bit of a tangent with this is we've talked multiple times on our show about the importance of really honing in and dialing in to know who your ideal customer is and who your ideal client, depending on, on the phrasing that you like to use for your organization, but it's really, really important for you to know who your ideal customer is. Not everyone is your customer. Uh, as, as much as we all would like to think that we're a good fit for everyone, especially those services that seems to be that, that everyone would ever need, you know, accounting, I could, I could easily see how someone could see that uh, as a service that any and every business needs, it needs help with kind of managing taxes and, um, uh, you know, payroll and uh, accounts receivable and, and everything that's pertaining to money, uh, accountant can usually help with. Now, certainly there's specialists, but my point is that not every customer is a good fit for you. Maybe you're specializing in a certain type of accounting, forensic accounting or whatever it might be. So really understanding and knowing who your ideal audience, meaning your customer is, will help also kind of be a gauge for you to kind of go back to and go, well, yeah, I'm not crazy about it. And I'm not saying that necessarily you have to live with it because if you, the business owner, are not crazy about it, you're probably going to have some underlying issues and maybe not be so proud of it as much as you would if you love the logo. But in terms of with your customers, uh, it might be not attracting the right type of customer. So if you know who your ideal customer is, it should be pretty easy for you to kind of test that or at least gauge that off of. Um it's certainly a bit easier to know with that statement of knowing when you're not receiving the right customers. So if you've got customers coming to you, let's say, you know, you're doing accounting for B2B, meaning business to business. So you work with other businesses 
that provide services and or products to other businesses out there. So your ideal customer out there might be B2B. Well, if you start getting contacted by a lot of different, you know, families, for example, that are not business owners, it's not necessarily saying that your logo is the main reason that they're being attracted to you, but it certainly causes and raises concern of why you want to look into it and see if your logo might be attracting the wrong type of client. You know, if your logo has something that looks like a family joined together or a baby and a parent or something like that, probably attracting the wrong type of customer. I would imagine your text though, and the wording on your website and other promotional or marketing materials that you're using wouldn't then also be emphasizing that if you don't actually offer that service. But something uh, that's a little bit easier to understand when you have uh, the wrong type of customer coming to you. Now, on the flip side of that, it's harder, obviously, when you're not getting the ideal customers, meaning they're not reaching out to you at any point. And you wouldn't know if they were ever looking at you or not based on if they don't fill out the contact form on your website, if they don't pick up the phone and call you. You really have no idea. So that one's a much harder way to go about kind of thinking about that. However, there is a solution to even that piece. Really good way that I recommend testing off of if it's a good fit for your ideal customer is really just going to your existing clients that you do have. And especially focus on the ones that if you were to be able to clone them and duplicate them all day long to then kind of like rabbits replicate themselves at a very quick pace and you can uh, enjoy just those perfect type of clients all day long working with them. That's the best way to go is after them and take them aside, take them to lunch, take them to coffee, do a virtual meeting with them or whatever you want to do. But pick their brain a little bit and say, hey, you know, I'm just curious. Don't front load them and say, hey, you really don't like my logo, right? Because I'm not a big fan of it. Well, you know, anyone phrased with that kind of question is going to go, yeah, I, I don't really like your logo either. They're going to agree with you. So don't just drop hints and make it super obvious of what you're getting at. Instead, just kind of make it a little bit more general and say, hey, I'm curious if you don't mind taking some time with me that we could go through my website. I want you to be critically honest with me. You know, if there's something you don't like in it, tell me. You won't hurt my feelings. And really stick with that. Don't go blasting them and go, well, what do you mean you don't like this? I really like that. So how could they're going to close up like a clam and they're not going to share anything further with you. So be open and let them share whatever there comes to their mind in the thoughts with it. Um, so that, that would be kind of one component that I, it comes to my mind when you're thinking about, you know, if, if this is really a good move for you for rebranding. Another piece that kind of sort of entered in, and it, it's similar to that of attracting the wrong or not, tr- not attracting the right type of customer. And that would be maybe you're attracting the right or I'm sorry, wrong candidate. You're attracting, you know, a future employee or staff member, or whatever you, whatever terminology you like to call. We here at Lighthouse Graphics refer to our our people here as team. Uh, we see them as a team. They're pretty much family members to us, all of us. We work very closely together. But regardless, are you attracting the wrong type of candidates? And again, it's it's very hard to tell if the logo is the deciding factor for them. Most people. I think if we were to do a survey and walk around and say, hey, the current job you work for, the current company, 
Uh, did you choose them all based off of their logo? Probably a good chance they're going to say no. I they had nothing to do with me working there or not. But it is something that opens the door for further conversation that helps in the overall branding, especially the messaging overall, is a great way to kind of test this piece of it is ask them in the interview that you have with candidates, say, what was it that attracted you to our website? Uh, you know, what is it that you find appealing or what is it that you don't like about our website? Uh, and, and most of the time, you know, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt in their answer. Cause certainly, you know, if, if they're honestly looking for a job and they want to come work for you, they're probably going to be less inclined to put it down and insult you by any means. They don't know how you're going to take it or if you're going to fly off the handle, if they give the wrong answer. But pay attention to kind of read between the lines on their response when it comes to what they like about their webs- uh, your website. If it's something that you can honestly tell in asking that questions in a matter of seconds, they're resourceful and pulled up your website on their phone or, you know, if you're doing the interview in person, uh, maybe they happen just to browse through the website and lucky for them, this was one of the questions. It's like preparing for a test, but they might just be spotting just kind of you know, surface level things like, oh, I really like the purple color. Okay, well, what else do you like about the website? You know, let's get into more substance of, of what in particular did you like? If someone is spending time researching your business, researching your company, they're probably going to spend a good amount of time looking through your website and getting to know who you are. So they're probably going to, if, if it's the right candidate overall, they're going to spend time going through the pages and be able to respond back with things that you know for sure are in your own website. Uh, they could pick out different things. And if you're lucky, they'll even be a little bit critical and kind of be bold and stand out there. So if the things that they're sharing with you overall are the things that you're not happy with your overall brand, especially your logo in this case, because you asked specifically about that, uh, that would be also a really good indicator pointing you somewhat in the direction that maybe you're onto something here. Maybe you do need to possibly rebrand. Um, kind of one last thought that comes to my mind when, when going and answering this question for you is, you know, are you also then in turn blending in with your competition? So what I kind of mean by that is that you know, you as a service provider, in your case, you're an accountant, you really want to do whatever you can to stand out in a positive way against your competition. You don't want to make it look like, oh, aren't you that one company? Oh, no, you're not. I just realized you're a different company name, but you really look very similar and you act the same way. Those are areas that you you want to stand out for the positive. You want to show the differences of why you're the better fit for that client than maybe your competition. It starts oftentimes, even on a subliminal level, of your potential clients looking at your branding, looking at your colors. For example, if I'm not a big fan of, let's say, uh, neon yellow and a website that I'm coming to because I did some research, I'm looking for a service provider or a particular product, and they use neon yellow all over their website. That's not appealing to me. It's not to say that I'll, I'll shoot them down and say, well, because they have neon yellow, I'm not going to work with them. No, it's just already, it's already reached into my brain to kind of put a negative thinking and slant on how I'm perceiving them and how they're coming across to me. 
So that can certainly play into it as well. So you want to make sure that you're standing out. You know, one thing that kind of comes to my mind with accountants, and I think most people think this way is, you know, from the iconic standpoint, meaning the logo, some of the imagery that might be used is things like money or banking or institution, like almost looking like a bank face or, you know, something that has strength with it. Well, if all of your competitors are doing the exact same thing and they're just mainly kind of different angles of a building or changing the color a little bit and you kind of match along the same line with them, well, you know, that's that's probably something that you do want to look at maybe and see if there's a way to change it so you still stand out, but also be very careful in that area that you don't go too far off and into a direction that someone goes, Oh, I've just looking at your logo. I would have never guessed that you were an accountant. You don't also want to hear that either. So be sure that you're doing enough to stand out from the rest. Colors sometimes won't be the the simple answer to that. Sometimes it has to do with thinking outside the box a little bit and being a little creative, which good designers should be able to help you out with that. So that would also indicate that it's a good time to maybe change it up. Um, and again, I'll, I'll close and end with this is that I, I can't emphasize this enough, Eric, and for anyone listening, it is so vitally important for you to understand who your ideal client is. If you have that information, you've spent the time to really kind of research it and look into it. You can use both information from your existing clients and asking them questions. What attracted you to us? Why did you come work with us versus our competition? There's a multitude of different things you can kind of help build your profile Uh, for your ideal customer. But once you have a firm understanding of who they are, you can then kind of creep into what things excite them. Where are they looking? What are they doing? So that you can then help to not only guide you on your overall branding and your image to your ideal customers, also helps you on the marketing front with knowing how and where and when to put yourself out in front of them so that when they come to the right time of needing an accountant, Um, you know, probably tax season is probably not the best time, not only for your sake, you're probably slammed as it is busiest time. I know working with accountants is, uh, obviously around the main tax years, especially the business tax year or business tax months rather than just the typical, uh, April 15th. But my point is that by being able to know when clients are maybe making a new decision or they're trying to go, you know what, we're not so happy with our current account. You know, when is that time of the year? But knowing your customers knowing when they're thinking and asking those questions will not only help you with the branding piece, but also help you just long-term and being able to uh, find your right type of customer. Well, thank you, Eric, very much for your question that you submitted to us today. Uh, for all of you listening, as well as Eric, I'm happy to answer any additional questions about what we covered today and what I answered and that question that you had for us, Eric, as well as any of you listening there's anything at all that you've just got burning inside of you, you've got those questions, whether it be marketing, business, doesn't matter, go onto our website, uh, send us a email as well of the question that you might have at questions at igniteradioshow.com. Here at Ignite Your Business Radio Show, we want to give you, our listeners, an opportunity to get the topics and the questions that are just driving you nuts. And I know you've got them because I've had them early on in my my years of running my business. So I know they're out there. 
for a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time, these are commonly asked questions and we're happy to lend our expertise and advice from myself, the rest of our team here at Ignite Your Business Radio Show. But be sure to send those in. No question is a dumb question in my mind. I like to answer them because funny enough, the question that you've probably is going rattling around your head right now that you're like, man, it's, I'm sure everyone else has this figured out. More than likely, a lot of other people are asking the same question to themselves. So be sure to send those in. Uh, on that note, I hope the information that we shared here today with you helped light the fuse inside of you and ends up taking your business really to the next level. I, I'm always looking for that for all of our uh, audience, our listeners, our guests, anyone that comes on the show, anyone that shares on the show. That's the main thing I hope for all of you. I'd like to thank our production team today, our engineering team, and most of all, all of you out there listening and absorbing all of this information. I hope it's been a great help to you. Until next week, I'm your host, Josh Wilhelm. Have a great rest of your week and successful one at that.